I had an opportunity recently to take a deeper look at what actually happens when someone, and this is what I refer to, and I think this is a very commonly used phrase, when someone hurts my feelings. And as a very sensitive person, and always have been, this is certainly at the top of the list of the emotional struggles that I have, you know, that I have had difficulty with. And at the same time, it's also provided me with a tremendous opportunity to really do that deep emotional work. And it is a work in progress that I know I will never necessarily get to that destination, but I am always continuing to do that work. And what I have found is that when I, you know, when you, when you think about what, if you take a moment and think about what it actually feels like when someone hurts your feelings, there's so many different things that can happen there. You know, people can say things that are hurtful. People can disappoint us. People can tell us they're going to do one thing and then do another. I mean, there's a variety of different ways that we can hurt other people's feelings and vice versa. One of the the things about this that has really been something that has helped me to be able to work with and unpack my own baggage, emotional baggage that I have carried around, uh, you know, pretty much my entire life has been that it's really what happens when our feelings get hurt, so to speak. And that's really what I wanted to talk about this morning is what exactly is it that's happening? And I, and I guess the question could be, you know, what, what is the point of this? What is, you know, what is the need to, you know, really take a deeper look at this or really look at it from a different perspective? And my answer to that would be that it really has helped me to be able to cope more effectively. It's helped me to be able to be here more in life where things are really happening versus being lost, you know, somewhere else and lost in my own head, somewhere else, quote unquote, you know, dealing with all of the things that happen when my feelings get hurt. The most important thing that I would say that I have learned about this is that, yes, you know, we as human beings, we do feel certain emotions and we can feel things very, very, uh, you know, very, we can feel things very strongly. But at the same time, and of course, you know, there is the, de- the definite connection between mind and body. We have, you know, the physical feelings that we experience that happen in response to our emotions and vice versa. It really kind of, you know, works both ways. It's a feedback loop. At least that's based on the, you know, the best science that, uh, that we have available to us at this time. Where I have really been interested is, you know, stopping and looking at, you know, kind of slowing things down, so to speak, in the moment as much as possible. But there again, you know, I can't force that. It's just that I want to allow myself to do that. And that's where mindfulness practice really comes in. So I had a really interesting experience with this. Uh, It's been quite a while, actually, since someone has said something really, really hurtful. And and the story itself doesn't really matter. Uh, You know, what, you know, the details behind it don't really matter at all. What was interesting about it was it was something that someone had said about something that I I was having a conversation and this person was peripherally involved and they they said certain things that it was really the, the idea was that they were, you know, I guess trying to somehow prove, they were trying so hard to prove that I was wrong and yet I really wasn't offering any opinions on anything. I wasn't making any statements. 
I was really just sharing what my own experiences have been. And for some reason, I got really, really stuck on, and this is there again, I feel like I want to be completely open and vulnerable about this. I want to share, you know, exactly the, uh, you know, my humanness. And there was a couple of words that this person used, and it really, it, it really, really hurt. I mean, I felt that, you know, it, and what happened was, and then I realized in that moment, I got really caught up in what those words that this person said, what they meant to me. And, you know, I was at that point, I'm what I call, I'm off to the races. You know, in other words, they, you know, they've said this, I've internalized it. I've had a reaction to it. I was really, really, really hyper-focused on the words that they had used and feeling like somehow they were insulting me. And, uh, you know, and, 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 and see, this is, this is the stuff. This is actually, you know, what I'm talking about here, and this is why I'm sharing this, because this is exactly what happens. Someone hurts our feelings, so to speak, but it's not really, it doesn't just stop there. That's really the most important thing I want to say. And I know sometimes when someone really hurts our feelings, we can get really lost in thoughts about it. We can, we can find ourselves in a loop of just an endless loop of thinking about what they have said, what they have done, or what they didn't do or say that we wanted them to, how they did meet our expectations in some way, or how they insulted us, insulted our integrity, you know, made us feel disrespected, whatever it may be. But what's happening is that yes, you know, there are, there is the, obviously the emotional component to this. And I, and I don't want to speak about the details of that too much because I don't know enough about it to really say anything other than as an, as an, as a human being who has lived for 54 years, I do know what it's like to have my feelings hurt. I don't understand you know, everything behind what exactly happens in terms of the emotions. I certainly don't know or understand exactly, you know, what a person can do to heal those emotions because that's not really something that I've been trained to do or have enough knowledge. I've worked with people who have helped me heal those emotional things that uh, have tripped me up and have, have, have held me back, so to speak. But that's really not something that's really my area of expertise. And I, and I don't know enough about it to really, other than to say that, you know, the best thing I've found is to avail myself of people that I feel confident and comfortable with, confident in and comfortable with that can help with that kind of work. And that could be a variety of different healing modalities. That could be ther you know, th that could be therapy, that could be different kinds of, uh, you know, natural healing modalities. There's just a lot of different things available to us. So I don't really want to get caught up in that so much, other than to say that I found that to be very beneficial for myself for what works for me. What I can speak about is, and this is just there again, I'm just sharing my experiences, that what ends up happening, and I just want to use this particular experience not to focus on it or to get caught up in it, but just to really use this as sort of a, a moment to share, you know, where I got, where I got tripped up, so to speak, and found myself struggling with this. So going back to the situation, here I am, basically, my feelings are hurt. This person has said some specific words that really have triggered me in some way. And I'm reacting to it. And what's interesting is once I slow things down, and I was able to do that utilizing mindful, you know, my mindfulness practice and mindful coping practices. And what did you know? What did that really look like? In other words, I saw myself. I, you know, I was literally able to catch myself in the act and see myself reacting very strongly to this. And as soon as they, as I heard what they said, 
I immediately started thinking a lot of thoughts about what the, you know, I was trying to like, uh, like hyper analyze, or I didn't even know if that's a word or a combination of words, but I was really, you know, very, very caught up in, I really wanted to focus on the meaning of those words. And it sounds so silly and it sounds so ridiculous, but I also want to say that, you know, it's human. This is something that we all, you know, I don't want to say we all do it, but I know I've talked to enough people that I know this is, you know, a, a fairly common part of the human experience. So I'm very busy. It's almost like I am trying to convince myself that they've hurt my feelings. And there again, that sounds a little silly as well, but that's what we do. And so that's where I found myself. I was, and, and even got to the point that I, and I admit this, as silly as it sounds, but there again, this is the thinking. This is all the stuff. This, this is the, you know, the thinking. I'm basically replaying this over in my head over and over and over again. And admittedly, I got caught up in this to the point of, you know, actually looking up, going to the dictionary, as ridiculous and as silly as this sounds. But I, there again, I want to have compassion on myself. I want to be kind and gentle to myself. But at the same time, I want to laugh at my, at my silliness. I want to be able to just embrace my humanness. I actually went to the dictionary to look up the definition of a couple of the words that were said, and it just literally allowed me to even get more angry. It allowed me to get more defensive. It allowed me to more deeply indulge in the feelings of being insulted and disrespected. And I can honestly say that, if anything, this proves why being mindful and being aware, if anything, this proves why this is something that we have to do on a consistent basis because after something that we really have to do, you know, on a, uh, you know, as, as often as we can, I don't want to say a moment to moment basis. I think that's ultimately where we're trying to, to allow ourselves to be. And, and the idea there would be is that we want to be able to be, to free ourselves of unnecessary suffering. And the only way to do that is to continue to practice this. So my point is, is that even after, you know, over 20 years of practicing this, this is who I was in that moment. And this is, you know, this is what I was doing. And I only share this because I think it's very important to illustrate that, you know, practicing mindfulness, practicing mindful coping does not guarantee that we're not going to be human. It does not guarantee that we're not going to go off on tangents trying to actually hurt ourselves and we're not trying to hurt ourselves more but ultimately that's what we're doing and so I can admit that even as someone who is has spent a lot of time uh, you know focusing on trying to be more aware and trying to nurture that awareness within myself not to try to force it or make it happen but to try to create the environment that it does happen because I've practiced it over and over again. So when I am in trauma, when I am struggling, when things catch me off guard and I'm not really, you know, I've lost my bearings, hopefully the idea is that I'm going to default to being aware of what my mind is doing. And I don't remember exactly how long it was, but I would venture to guess that I probably not, and not that the number of minutes matter, but at the end of the day, I did spend a, you know, I'd say somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes of my life that I can never get back. And, I, and there again, I don't want to say that or measure that to beat myself up or make myself feel bad. But essentially, I, you know, took that time and chose to invest it, so to speak, in getting really, really angry and hurt 
and feeling like a victim and feeling like, you know, I've, I've tried to be a friend to this person. I've tried to be loving to this person. You know, how could they say these things to me? How could they actually infer this? You know, whatever it was they were trying to say because they were so, they were so busy trying to be right that they needed me to be wrong. And as someone who's always been very sensitive and has always opened my heart to people, in some cases more than I should, I have really set myself up sometimes to be completely shocked and completely bewildered when people who, you know, I don't want to say that I've made a lot of assumptions about where I am with them, but when someone who I have really opened my heart to does something like this, I have to remember that this is really not about me as much as I think that it is. This, uh, and what I'm doing when I do, when I was doing all the things that I was talking about in terms of looking up the meanings of the words and replaying it over and over again, thinking all these thoughts about, you know, how could this person have done this to me after as nice as I've been to them? And, you know, there again, I'm not saying that I'm perfect and this isn't about me saying, hey, what a wonderful person I am. I mean, we, we all are capable of opening our hearts to people. And, and I have certainly met many, many people in my life that, that are this way. And it's just the fact that, you know, we sometimes do that only to find that someone disappoints us or acts, you know, in a hurtful way towards us. And the thinking, it's and there again, that's just really the point I want to emphasize is that it's the thinking about it. The more that I sit around feeling like I'm a victim, the more that I sit around feeling like I have been insulted and disrespected, the more that I nurse any sort of feelings of anger towards this person, what I'm really doing is I'm really closing my heart. And, and that it took me a long time to realize that. And it used to be, you know, years ago, I would definitely do that. And it would be to a point where I would get so angry and feel so hurt and get so wrapped up in the identity of someone who had been hurt or disrespected or treated in a way that I didn't deserve that I make it so much more about me. And I, and I realized that the other day that, you know, when we start indulging it, when I start indulging all of these thoughts about what happened, replaying it over and over again. And every time I do that, I try to remember that the longer I let myself stay locked into this loop of, you know, turning this thing over in my mind, thinking about it, trying to decide exactly what I think it means, exactly what happened, I'm actually letting whatever I'm thinking about the situation determine who I think I am. Instead of just being whoever I am, I am actually letting those thoughts and, and those uh, the speculations and all of the remembering of this and telling myself this story over and over and over again and making myself, and really what it's doing is it's really hurting me. It's really not doing anything at all other than allowing myself to get lost and wallow in this to the point that I can't cope. And so the mindfulness part of this in terms of where the practice helps us is the sooner that I can be aware that, and there again, I don't want to deny the fact that this person acted in a very hurtful way. And there again, I don't know if they meant to hurt me. I don't know if they meant to insult me. The only way I could know that is to actually talk to them about it. But I know that I would certainly not want to communicate with someone. As, you know, And there again, that's also the, where the awareness comes in. I don't want to have that conversation with someone if I am still in any way 
bought into all of my thoughts about this and identifying as the victim. I'm the person that this person hurt. I'm the person that this person disrespected and made to feel devalued in some way. I know that I can't really sit down with someone and look them in the eye and have my still have my heart open to them in a way that allows me to be able to be there with them and communicate this with them unless I am willing to set all of these thoughts aside. And the only way I can set them aside, really, and I've had people ask me this before, if I'm really, really upset and I'm really struggling with something, you know, how do I set this aside? I don't think that there's any way to will ourselves. And there again, I I just want to speak for myself, though. I don't think there's any way for me to will myself to set things aside. I don't think that there is any way to force myself to, I've heard the phrase before, you know, we want to just put things behind us and move on. And I, and I respect that. I really do. And I think there's a lot of benefit in that. But at the same time, I know that in order for me to do those things, and this is going to sound strange, I have to not try to do those things. What I want to try to do, if I'm doing anything, is just allow myself to process whatever this is. And the best way for me to do that is to not be thinking about it. And there again, I can't stop the thinking. I can't stop the thoughts. I can't stop the internal reactions that are happening. The only way I can really change the game for myself, and it's not a way of forcing these things to stop, is just to be aware. And the more that I can be aware, the more that I can realize, okay, I'm doing this again. You know, I'm locked in thought. I'm, you know, I'm hashing this in my, over in my mind over and over again. I am playing this thing over and over like a movie. I realize it now. I don't have to necessarily believe everything that I'm thinking about how I'm feeling. And it's really a matter of doing that. And it's no uh, magic bullet. It's not something that makes it all go away. But then again, I've never been able to find anything else that does. And at some point, after practicing this long enough, I've really gotten to a place, and I think there again, this is, this is available to any of us, that I'm not really looking for a quick fix anymore for these kind of things. I've accepted the fact at some point, and I've talked to many people who feel this way as well, so this is not, you know, this there, there again, there's nothing special or amazing or miraculous about this. It's just that after a period of time of realizing and internalizing that there's no way to avoid being vulnerable, really. There's no way, because if I close my heart to this person and everyone else because of what happened this time, then I've completely walled myself off from people. I can't really be in the moment with people. I can't really be intimate with people in any, any, any way on a, on a human level. I can't really be who I am because I'm busy being the person that's protecting myself all the time. And I realize we have to have healthy boundaries, and that's kind of another, I guess that's really kind of outside of the scope of, of what I'm talking about here. But I realize there's, you know, there is a balance there. But I do know that if I have just completely shut myself off from people because I'm somehow believing that at some point they're going to hurt my feelings or not agree with me about something or not see the value in who I am or what I do. What I found is the only way for me to really genuinely let myself be here and live each moment as it is on its own terms is to not be so busy being the person who is this and the person who is doing these, you know, identifying myself with who I, I think I am and what I think I'm doing. Because then again, those are just thoughts. Those are just, you know, constructions of the mind that I can get really caught up in. 
So it is really, really freeing to know that, you know, when something like this happens and inevitably as part of the human experience, I found that it, it does sometimes happen and that for many years I chose to be very reclusive and cut myself off from people and not necessarily allow myself to be vulnerable with people because it was just, it was too scary and it was too hard to do. And it usually always ended in some kind of, it felt like it ended in some kind of disappointment in a lot of cases. But what I'm now realizing is after years of working through these things that really what, you know, to me what being human now is, is being with people, not closing my heart to them, keeping that heart open. Uh, there again, I don't want to be, you know, foolish or set myself up to be hurt or taken advantage of. I want to try to somehow allow myself to create and maintain healthy boundaries that, that you hear a lot of people talk about today. But there again, what I found is the only way I can do that, the only thing that will, at least for me, what will support this is my willingness to be aware so that when someone does say something, uh, and we don't always know necessarily that what they're saying is intended to be hurtful, it's just sometimes the way we take things when people are speaking to us in a certain way or they're trying to convey something that there may be times where I'm so lost in thought about what I think they've said that I'm not really hearing what it is they're trying to convey. So that's where mindfulness practice really helps with all this, kind of pulling all this together. It's really, it has much less to do with me personally than I ever realized. In other words, I can be, when I'm with people and interacting with people, if I am so defensive and so caught up in maintaining my own identity with people and needing them to somehow respect it in some way, I'm needing them to, you know, it's almost like I'm needing external validation because of the fact that I'm so caught up in thinking about who I am and the way that I think people should treat me. I can't really be with people in the moment. I can't really be here where it's all happening and allow myself to be open and genuine if I am constantly locked in thought about everything that I think is happening with my exchanges with other people. And from a coping standpoint, this, uh, the, you know, the practice of mindful coping ends up being just that moment-to-moment living that is really supported by the mindfulness practice. In other words, if I am allowing myself to just pay attention to my mind, I can see very quickly if I'm willing to pay attention when I am starting to really get caught up in reacting to people in a way that is basically affecting me in, in a way that is not healthy, and it's, it's, it's affecting me in a negative way because I'm choosing to. And that's, you know, the mindfulness practice really powers that coping ability because of the fact that it's all coming from a place of awareness. And it makes it much easier for me, I found over the years, to, if I can just be aware of what's going on, it's not rocket science, it's not complicated, it's just being willing to pay attention to the thoughts that I'm having and not be overwhelmed by them. And what I found is the more time that I have spent and the more effort that I have put into just in it, there again, it's not a big gigantic deal, it's not a huge production, it just, it's just a matter of allowing myself to be aware Sometimes it can be astounding what I can catch myself in the act of in terms of my thoughts and internal reactions. And if I can just be willing to let that continue, and at the same time, I will find, too, that it will also allow me to cope more effectively because I can't really do, be of any serv- can't really do any good for others. I can't really be of service to others. I can't really do my work in an effective way. 
I can't really have uh, meaningful relationships that are based on openness and being vulnerable and, and being you know spontaneous and genuine with people and letting whatever happens happen in the moment unless I am not you know I have to have some way of practicing not believing everything that I'm thinking about what people are saying to me or not saying to me or what they're doing to me or what I think they're doing to me. I really just want to maintain that constant ongoing awareness. And sometimes doing that can be a little bit difficult because of the fact that we do sometimes see things that aren't always really, they're not, you know, they are, they, it can be, it can be difficult to really see and, and, and understand that we are, you know, we are lost in thought and it is not helping us at all. And it, sometimes we are overwhelmed and it's easy to, to find ourselves in that place. But I found that when I am that way and when things, I, when I've really got myself, you know, really wrapped up, really, uh, you know, really heavily in terms of what is going on, the only way, you know, out of that is not to escape it. The only way I found that really allows me to, uh, to be able to cope with that is to just sit with it. In other words, that, that I can't, you know, try to make things not be the way they are. I just want to be able to, you know, allow myself to breathe through and live through those moments and trust and know that it will get better. And if there's something that I need to do, I'd much rather do it coming from a place of being calm and being centered and allowing myself to really be, it comes from a place of awareness than it is for me to be lost somewhere making decisions about what I'm doing right here and now based on information that's coming from my, you know, my mind that is somewhere else reacting to something that is, that is, that hasn't even, is it hasn't even happened yet in some cases or has already happened. And I'm still living in those moments or living in fear of something that hasn't happened yet. And it doesn't really allow me to cope in the best way possible. So the last thing I would say is that having our feelings hurt is just another one of those opportunities to really be able to see that it has so much more to do with the thinking that we're doing about it, with the way that we're reacting to it, the way that we're processing it or interpreting it than it does about what actually happened. And when I, when I say that, I'm just basically saying that in terms of us being able to get through these things and to be able to heal from those situations that do sometimes cause pain and difficulty and hurt for us, that I know that that awareness is what I really want to pay attention to, that that's really been the only way that I've ever been able to find healing. It's the only way that I've ever been able to find a way back, so to speak, when I have kind of gone off the rails and really caught up in thinking so much about when someone has hurt my feelings in some way.